This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Change, Redefining Success, the podcast designed to inspire you and give you actionable information to enhance, up-level, reimagine, and reinvent your life and your livelihood. I'm your host, first-class life mentor and certified Profiting from Your Passions coach, Kate Fessler. What do you want your life to look like? It's a simple question. In fact, the first one I ask all of my clients. And you know what? Almost nobody can easily answer it. In fact, often they think they've misheard me. Could you repeat that, please? What do I want? What? Can you answer that question? Have you ever even thought about it? We're asked when we're young, what do we want to be when we grow up? The expected answer is a career choice. When I was a kid, the most popular answers were fireman, policeman, sometimes cowboy or teacher, or astronaut. We were told we could be anything we wanted, even President of the United States. The most enduring choice, of course, is princess, which is still going strong even today. A lot of us are still asking ourselves this question, even though we're well beyond the traditional definition of grown up. Do you remember that question? Did you grow up to be what you said you wanted to be? The truth is, we grow up thinking we know what our life is going to look like. It's going to look very much like the life of our parents, our relatives, our neighbors, and everyone else around us. Until we reach a certain age, we don't know there's any other way. We might fantasize about a life like we see on TV or now in video games, but some well-meaning adult will tell us, that's not what life is really like. Do you watch the TV show Suits on the USA Network? You've probably at least heard about it, since Meghan Markle, one of the stars, has been in the news lately for dating Prince Harry. It's a somewhat overwrought law firm drama, but my husband and I are hooked. In the season finale that recently aired, spoiler spoiler alert if you've got it DVR'd, one of the main characters, Donna, the best legal secretary in the world, has a big aha moment in one of the subplots. She has been shopping around a digital assistant device, based on and named after her, that the tech guy in the firm created. Long story short, she's dissed by a potential investor and then finds out that there's too much overlap with the previous invention to get a patent. The lawyers at the firm get the company with the underlying invention to make her and her partners an offer, but she and they are signing over all of the rights. The Donna, as the device is aptly named, will never see the marketplace. The normally unflappable human Donna is borderline hysterical. When he tells her to take the money, she tells Harvey, a partner at the firm with whom she has a complicated relationship, I don't want the money. Then with tears in her eyes, she says, I want more. It's a revelation to her at the same time it's coming out of her mouth. He asks her, what does that mean? And she says, I don't know. I could totally relate to this scene, and maybe you can too. The more that she wants could be anything, but I'm guessing it's probably things like significance, meaning, respect, appreciation, opportunity, freedom, maybe even creative expression. It foreshadows a life-altering shift in her consciousness. She can't go back now. This happened to me in 2008. Well, 2007 actually. It took me until 2008 to take action on it. I was working in a job that I used to love, but was feeling increasingly exhausted and like there had to be something better. 
The company was growing and as a result, my job was becoming more compartmentalized and less interesting. My family and friends thought I just needed a break, so I decided to take a sabbatical. While I was gone, I thought about exactly that question. What did I want my life to look like? I also dug deep on what was important to me. Much like Donna, the money wasn't what I was after. Sure, I'd like to have a lot of it, but what was I willing to give up to get it? Was I willing to sacrifice my health, my relationships, my very life force, to go through life crabby and resentful? As I often do, I asked for a sign, something to help me decide what to do. Shortly before I was supposed to go back to work, I had coffee with my boss. She said, I need to know if you're coming back. Well, I hadn't actually thought about that. I told her that I was planning to, but now that you've asked, let me think about it. I felt a little bit like she wanted me to say no. I think she knew the reasons I had taken the leave had not gone away. A co-worker had recently left and maybe she saw an opportunity for a clean sweep. In any event, I felt like that was my sign. A few days later, I called her and said, no, as a matter of fact, I don't think I will be coming back. She didn't seem surprised. She asked me who I might recommend that they could reach out to as a replacement. I thought of someone immediately and it turned out she had the same person in mind. It felt like it was just meant to be. I felt good about leaving them in good hands and I left on good terms. But I had been working at least one job since I was 16 years old and had never quit a job before without having another one to go to. Well, except when I moved to Hawaii when I was 20 and when I moved from Hawaii to Seattle eight years later, I really had no idea what I was going to do next. But I had this Profiting From Your Passions coaching certification from ChangingCourse.com. It's where I learned to ask that question. What do you want your life to look like? I decided that was my true calling, that I was meant to chart my own course and show others how to do the same. And then, and then the Great Recession hit. Not only did nobody want to hear about starting their own business, they certainly weren't going to pay me to help them do it. If they had a job, they hung on for dear life. And if they didn't have a job, they were looking for one. People who had complained for years about how much they hated their jobs suddenly needed to get another one just like it. And unfortunately, self-employed became code for unemployed. But I just couldn't do it. I couldn't imagine going back to the life I had. I really wanted to make a go of my own business. It took a few years with a lot of detours and potholes along the way, but I persevered. I discovered that I could take care of myself that I could survive outside the corporate industrial complex. I wish I had someone like me to help me through it. There were plenty of people teaching me how to write newsletters, use social media, write website copy, and even get clients. I have binders and programs that fill my bookshelves. But none of it worked because I was still stuck in an employee mindset. I needed to shift my thinking, see myself differently, and embrace a new definition of success for myself. Do you read Vanity Fair magazine? On the last page, they have what they call the Proust Questionnaire. I can't remember what issue it was, but one month the subject was John Mellencamp, and I liked one of his answers so much I wrote it down. When asked what his motto is, he said, 
There are no rewards for settling for something in life that you don't want. While you let that sink in, I've got to take a short break. When I come back, what are you doing for the rest of your life? Are you ready to take your information, wisdom, and experience onto the stage, but you're not sure how? Do you wonder just how to craft a compelling message that creates huge impact and the income of your dreams? If so, then you need to join us on our webinar, How to Triple Your Income Through Speaking, where you'll finally learn step-by-step what it actually takes to make money speaking. You're also going to learn what stops speakers from having an engaged audience that wants to buy, and you'll learn how to have the confidence to get out there and make a big difference on ideal stages. Look, it's time to stop letting your fears get the better of you and step into your power with a message that rocks the world. Register today for your free webinar, How to Triple Your Income Through Speaking with me, Karen McGregor at SpeakerSuccessFormula.com. Welcome back. I'm Kate Fessler and you are listening to Change Redefining Success. What are you doing for the rest of your life? If you're like most people who responded to a 2016 Wall Street Journal survey, the answer is working. For a variety of reasons, people just aren't planning to retire, at least not in the traditional way. Did you know that beginning January 1st, 2011, Every single day, more than 10,000 baby boomers reach the age of 65. And that's going to keep happening every single day until 2030. A recent article in the Seattle Times gave us some good news, though. Many women over the age of 60 are having too much fun to retire. Well, if that's you, congratulations. You've figured it out. But if it's not you, don't worry. There's hope. Not long ago, I was having breakfast with a dear friend. You know, the kind you don't see very often, but when you do, you pick up right where you left off. The last time I saw her, she had joyfully retired. So you can imagine my surprise when she said, I'm looking for a job. Now you have to understand, I have known this woman for over 20 years, and she has been counting the days to retirement the whole time. I managed not to spit out my coffee or choke on it before I said, What? Why? Well, you can probably guess she needed some money. Her dog had some expensive medical treatments and she wanted to pay off some debt, do some remodeling on her home. We all do that, don't we? We turn to the first solution we can think of, even if it's not ideal. If she had asked herself the first question, what do you want your life to look like? I can guarantee it would not include getting a J-O-B. The second most important question is, what do you really want? My friend didn't really want a job. She wanted some extra money. We spent the rest of the day walking around, shopping, and brainstorming ideas for how she could make the money she needed without getting a traditional job. By the time we said goodbye, she had at least five ideas and had become adept at identifying opportunities. There are a lot of reasons you might want to start brainstorming some ideas yourself. A woman I met at a conference recently told me that her husband was facing a dilemma. He was in his mid-60s and absolutely loved his job and his company, where he'd been working for decades. But the company had just been acquired, 
and the company that bought it was headquartered overseas and had a much different culture. He was sad because up until then he had thought he'd continue doing what he was doing for a long time to come. But he was coming to the realization that might not be possible. If you're over a certain age, it becomes exponentially more challenging to get hired. Hiring managers don't care so much about experience. They want young and innovative. If you do have a job, you may not have the ambition you once did for office politics. You're not willing to put in the long hours and try to stand out from the crowd. You just want to do your job well and be left alone. But think about it. Do you want to do what you're doing for the rest of your life? What would it be like if you could do work you love, that you find significant and meaningful, and get paid to do it so you can lead the life you've always imagined? My friend did end up taking a job she'd already applied for, a receptionist job with regular hours and no expectation of overtime or promotion. But she's also putting the pieces into place for a new business that she plans to start with her sister. When she talks about it, she glows with excitement. She's well on her way to creating a first-class life for herself, and the future is looking very bright. Whether you are like Donna, it's not about the money, or like my friend, it's all about the money, you have the opportunity to create whatever you want, but you have to really know what that is first. In my business, I'm honored to help people identify their ideal life, what I call their authentic first-class life, including one or more streams of income that allows them to live the life they desire. This weekend, I invite you to take some time with these two questions. What do you want your life to look like? And what do you really want? My intention with this podcast is to bring you inspiring stories of people who have faced a crossroads in their career or life, have redefined success for themselves, and have created businesses that can offer you actionable intel on your journey to your authentic first-class life. What do you want to hear about? Go to my Facebook page, First Class Life Solutions, and let me know. Are you suffering from burnout? Back when I was feeling exhausted and overwhelmed by my job, I didn't know it at the time, but that was exactly my problem. Yes, burnout is a real thing, and next week I'll be talking about that with my guest, Beth Gillespie, a certified nutrition consultant, about the signs and symptoms of burnout and what you can do about it. Beth is an active member of the National Association of Nutrition Professionals and is known as an expert in the field of nutrition, serving both healthcare practitioners and their patients. Beth teaches women how to reclaim their energy, focus, and ideal body composition with changes in lifestyle and dietary habits. Her own burnout at the age of 30 was the catalyst that drove her from the telecommunications industry to become a student of nutrition. Beth is inspired by her own quest for optimal health and shares her passion with anyone that is ready to make a change for a more energized life. I hope you'll join me. Until then, here's to your authentic first-class life. I'm Kate Fessler. Thanks for listening to Change, Redefining Success. I'm Sandra Yancey, CEO and founder of eWomen Network. We invite you to listen to all of our EWN podcast hosts at EWNpodcastnetwork.com.